I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Devraga Personal Finance, episode 94. Now, in recent times, I've had quite a few people who listen to this channel request that I do an episode on tax efficiency um, and tax deductions. Um, And it's taken me a while to prepare for a mini-series. So what I thought I'd do from now on for the next six episodes, including this one, is we will discuss about income and we will discuss about tax deductions in general. Um, And in the following episodes, I'll go into a lot more detail about specific deductions such as work-related expenses, car expenses, clothing expenses, laundry expenses, uh, dry cleaning expenses, home office expenses, and also specific things relating to COVID-19. We'll also talk about self-education expenses, uh, tools and equipment, and other deductions that um, some of the listeners may not have heard about. Um, I'll also aim to um, cover in this episode a very broad um, topic about income, and also um, broadly, what are deductions in general, um, and then follow on with specific examples in the upcoming episodes. So stick around. Um, it's going to be a quick fire six part mini series on income and tax deductions. Now, for those of you that are new to the channel, remember um, the aims of this channel is number one is to be educated and be financially literate as much as you possibly can. The second aim is to be empowered with the knowledge so that when you take this knowledge to your advisor or to your accountant or financial planner, then you can have a conversation at a level that is that you can understand in. And of course, part of the aims here is to also be entertained. Just a disclaimer, um, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a financial planner. Make sure you take any financial decisions you want to make after listening to my episodes, to your appropriate advisors. Especially when it comes to taxation and deductions. Nothing that I'm going to say over the next few episodes about taxation and deductions specifically applies to your personal situation because I have no way of knowing what your personal situation is, nor am I a credentialed chartered accountant. But if you're stuck on what to do in terms of Mm. principles of personal finance, then here are some simple steps that can get you on the right track and when it comes to saving, investing and personal finance in general. In my humble view, there are five easy steps that anybody could implement when it comes to their personal finances. Step one is pay yourself first. Make sure you take 20% of your after-tax income and put it aside. That is your pay yourself money, never to be seen or touched ever again. What do you do with that money? Step two, you invest that money and ideally into something that you understand or something that you want to understand in. So for me, I understand the stock market. I understand index funds 
and I just put my money into index funds. It's simple, easy, effective, and low cost. Step three is when I invest in these index funds, I get dividends. In fact, recently, I got a dividend on the 1st of October. It was fantastic. It was free money. Uh, those dividends go straight back into the investments. I don't cash them out. So always reinvest dividends. The power of compounding, if you did that over the long term, is incredibly real. Step four, long term. Do it for the long term. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean five or 10 or even 15 years. I'm talking 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years plus. The longer you do it, the better for you in terms of compounding growth. And lastly, step five, my favorite, is to automate it. So you don't have to manually do this. I know some people get a kick out of doing things manually, but inevitably, if you did something manually, at some stage, something will happen and you may forget or you may accidentally spend you know, the money on something that's coming up new. So if you automate it, there's less chances of error, there's less chances of mistakes, there's less chances that you will forget to invest, and there's more chance that it'll actually happen over the long term. Now, if you did these simple five steps over the long term, you're more likely to have more money to retire on than you'll ever need. And remember, money is just the tool. It's not going to bring you happiness. It's just a tool and use it as a tool to make your life a little bit better, but most importantly, to make the lives of people around you better. Now, before I go into the main topic of income and deductions from a broad perspective, um, I just want to have, you know, let you know about some exciting news and that is Christmas is coming. And I know some of you are thinking about buying presents. Um, I also know some of you really love this channel and thank you for all the support and messages that you guys give me on Facebook and um, some of you email me that you know me personally. So appreciate all that support. Um, and I know that a lot of you want to support the channel. So and I know a lot of you have asked me, is there something that they could do to contribute to the channel, um, whether it be Patreon or, you know, donate or whatever it is. So I really appreciate the support. So I thought, how can I provide something in return um, and also something with which you may want to gift um, uh, to someone to spark their interest in financial literacy and personal finance. I'm a major, major coffee fan. Um, I drink plenty of coffee, uh, almost too much coffee, actually. So I thought, why not just make a simple coffee mug with my branding on it called Devraga Personal Finance. Um, there are limited numbers which you can get via my Facebook page. You just click on the shop icon um, and then just contact me and I'll tell you how to get those mugs. Remember, the aim is to spark an interest in someone's financial literacy while you work, while you relax, or you just love coffee like me or someone that you know loves coffee like me. They can just enjoy a Devraga Personal Finance coffee mm -hmm. mug with branding and specific simple steps that they could follow. So if you're interested, contact me or click on the shop icon at the Devraga Personal Finance Facebook page and I will share with you how you can purchase a Devraga Personal Finance coffee or tea mug. If this goes well, maybe I'll do other merchandise just fun like t-shirts, um, caps, hats, masks, whatever. But I thought I'll start with this just for a bit of fun as Christmas is coming. Once again, thanks for the support for the growth of this channel. Uh, really clocking on to several thousand downloads um, per episode, which is fantastic, across uh, various um, uh, podcasting applications from Apple, CastBox, Google, Anchor, etc. Uh, and for those of you that have already purchased the coffee mug, uh, hopefully you'll receive it in the mail very shortly, and I really hope you enjoy it. Now to the main topic, what is income? 
So at its most basic definition, it's money that you receive in exchange for providing a good or a service. That income is then used to fund any expenses that you may have. That's the basic fundamental sort of definition of any income. Now, income can also be derived from investments. You don't have to trade your time for income, which most people do. You go to work, you earn a wage, you earn income. You can also get income which can be derived from investments, such as um, investments that produce an income, such as share portfolios producing dividend income or rental properties which are rented out and the rent that you receive is considered income. Now, for the most part though, most Australians receive their income through wages and salaries or as sole traders as a small business. Uh, other forms of income in terms of trading time for income or other forms of income which are not really investment types include social security income, so Centrelink income, age pension income, family tax benefits, that can be accessible income, and superannuation pensions, etc. All of these are considered types of income. In this episode, we are primarily going to talk about income as it relates to individuals. We won't be going into business income. And this channel, remember, is all about personal finance. So I've specifically stayed away from business finance, um, even though we talked about trusts, etc. So we're really talking about people's personal finances to get that in order, because there's no point having massive, massive businesses if you don't you know, manage your own personal finances properly. So when you earn an income, you need to give part of it to the Australian government in the form of taxation. Now, if you're an overseas listener, I'm sure a form of taxation exists in your country. Um, and most of our taxation in Australian revenue, uh, sorry, most of our taxation revenue, beg your pardon, comes from personal income tax. Now, we all have different views about taxation. You know, some people have, um, you know, views that taxation, we're not getting taxed enough. Other people say we're getting taxed way too much. Other people think taxation is plain theft, etc. Look, whatever your views are, um, taxation is reality um, and we need to abide by the rules and regulations associated with the taxation regulations of Australia. And if you're an overseas listener, I'm sure you have to abide by the rules and regulations associated with taxation in your country. Now, my view on taxation is quite simple. If I'm paying tax, that means I have an income. And having an income is a good thing. So COVID has proved that. If you have a job and you're paying tax, it's because you have an income. So that's okay. It's okay to make lots of money and it's okay to pay tax because if you're paying tax, you're making money. And making money is a good thing. So generally speaking, um, gifts, winnings, prizes are not considered as income, um, which means they're usually tax-free. For example, unlike North America, if you win the lotto in Australia, the winnings are tax-free. But if you invest those winnings into property or share markets and they produce an income then that income produced is certainly taxable. So if you win a million dollars from the lotto, a million dollars is not taxed, but if you bought a house for a million dollars with that money and that produces rental income, then the rental income is taxed. <laughs> now, in terms of types of income from the ATO point of view, there are three main types of income. Accessible income. This is when you earn an income which is taxable. Now, there are various forms of accessible income, salary and wages, tips and gratuities, 
uh, other payments, maybe in the form of goods and services, um, car allowance, travel allowance, clothing, laundry allowance, etc. Any interest you earn from bank accounts, uh, dividends that produce uh, uh, that are produced from shares or index funds or rental property income, overtime income, bonuses, sales commissions, pension, Centrelink benefits, etc., etc. All of that is considered accessible income. So is cash a form of accessible income? Yes, if you do a job and someone pays you cash, that is a form of accessible income. There is no such thing in Australia as cash jobs. Any cash you receive in exchange for any goods or services is accessible income. Now this notion that if you get paid cash means you don't need to pay tax is incorrect and potentially illegal and fraudulent. The second type of income that you need to be aware of is something called exempt income or tax exempt income. This is when income is exempt from income tax. For example, invalidity pension or inval invalidity pension, beg your pardon, I can't pronounce. This is when the Commonwealth pays you a pension as a result of inability to work due to illness. Veterans and some workers with disabilities are possibly eligible for this type of tax exempt income. Some education payments are also tax exempt. So if you get a scholarship, depending on the type of scholarship that you get to study, that might be tax exempt. Um, whereas some other types of scholarships that you may get may be taxed scholarships. So you need to check with the type of scholarship that you've received. But a lot of scholarships around for medical school, and I'm sure for other types of school, um, where it is actually tax exempt. The third type of income is called taxable income. So what is the difference between taxable income and assessable income? And this is something that I found really interesting because you need to know the difference. This is because taxable income is when you account for any deductions to be offset against your assessable income. The formula for taxable income then becomes assessable income minus allowable deductions. We're going to deductions a bit later in this episode, and this is a fundamental concept you need to understand. In fact, this is specifically stated in your tax returns. So if you go to your tax returns, check with your accountant, go there, it's stated as assessable income and taxable income. So let's use an example to highlight the three forms of income uh, by using an example. Amy is a pharmacist. She works at a pharmacy and makes $100,000 per year. She also has a share portfolio worth $200,000 with an annual dividend of 4%. On weekends, she locums as a pharmacist, as well as uh, working at another pharmacy, and earns an extra $30,000 per year. She also has a side business, and she works by making masks and sells them online. This gets her another $10,000 per year. She plays regular scratchy, which is a form of lotto, and she won $10,000 recently. Therefore, what is a recessible income? Now forget about superannuation, just a recessible income based on the example. And here it is. The accessible income becomes $100,000 she gets from a pharmacy job, plus the $4,000 dividend, uh, which works out to be about $8,000 out of a $200,000 portfolio. Um, and the 30K that she makes out of a second job, um, and also um, the $10,000 that she makes from selling online her masks. 
So in total, a recessible income is $148,000. Now, the $10,000 in Scratchy that she won is not taxable because that's tax-exempt, but she'll need to declare it as a tax-exempt income. Just because something is tax-exempt doesn't mean you don't need to declare it to the ATO. In fact, it's good to declare it to the ATO because at least they won't tax you on it rather than come back and hunt you down a few years down the track saying, hey, you didn't declare this and then install a penalty associated with it. Now, supposing Amy also has deductions worth around $50,000 per year, then a taxable income becomes assessable income, which is 148 grand, minus any deductions, which is 50 grand. So a taxable income becomes $98,000. Now take away $18,000 as its tax-free threshold, so your actual taxable income becomes $80,000. So she's almost halved her taxable income. Why is that important? Well, it's important because if Amy didn't have any deductions, then she would have paid $45,217 in taxes. Now, because of all these deductions, she only pays $17,547, which means a massive saving of $27,670, which she can use in her own portfolio to grow her wealth. So it makes a big difference. So that's income and there isn't much to it. Now this then leads on nicely to deductions. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Broadly speaking, what are deductions? Deductions are amounts which can be subtracted from your gross income such that it reduces the income which is subject to income tax. The expenses deducted must be related to earning your income. So at the outset, let's clarify something here. A tax deduction is not the same as a tax credit. This is a common mistake that people make. Let's use an example to highlight this point. Supposing you earned $100,000 and your total income tax deductions totaled $10,000, your income, which is taxable, becomes $100,000 minus the deductions, which is $10,000, so therefore your taxable income is ninety dollars That's a pretty easy calculation. But in the same scenario, if you have a $10,000 tax credit, then it is not a deduction, but rather it can be used to offset any taxes which you may owe. So if your taxes come out as 25,000, but you have a 10,000 tax credit, you only need to pay $15,000 in taxes. This is a fundamental difference we need to understand. Just another point about tax credits. In Australia, if your credit is more than your taxes, then you actually get a refund. So let's use an example to highlight this point because it's really important. Australia is one of the few countries that does this. If you earn $100,000 and have to pay $25,000 in taxes, but you end up with $30,000 in tax credits, not deductions, remember, then you could offset the thirty dollars against the $25,000 in taxation which means the ATO will owe you $5,000 as a tax refund. This was a point of contention and difference between the two major political parties recently in the last federal election. So what sort of things you can claim as a deduction when it comes to your income or related to earning your income? So some of the things that you can claim are work-related expenses, such as vehicle, 
travel expenses, home office expenses, laundry, clothing expenses, self-education expenses, tools and equipment. These are the main things. But there's also other little known tax deductions, like you can actually deduct the interest charged on your ATO debt. You can deduct the cost of managing your tax affairs and also the travel to and from to see your accountant. You can get deductions for gifts and donations. You can also get deductions for super contributions up to a concessional cap of $25,000. Now, if you go to the ATO, they have specific industry-specific guides which you can go into. So if you're in the field of nursing or medicine or pharmacy or tradesperson or electrician or plumber or engineer or lawyer, you can actually select your profession and they go through the pros and cons and some of the types of deductions you may or may not be eligible. A lot of the times they talk about what you cannot claim as opposed to what you can claim because what you can claim depends on your personal situation. What you cannot claim basically depends on nothing. It's just basically based on ATO regulations. So that hopefully gives you a broad overview about income and deductions. Um, and that's basically it for this episode. I've kept it very brief. But in upcoming episodes, I will go specifically into each of these deductions so we can get a bit of an understanding of what is legit and what is not legit. Remember, I'm not a tax accountant, so make sure you do some of your own research according to your own personal circumstances. And also remember, this may not be relevant to your particular profession or particular business if you own one. It's all about personal tax deductions. Thank you very much for the questions, likes and comments on Facebook. Um, and please make sure if you are listening, please give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or any podcasting app you're using. For me, it really helps promote the podcast so more and more people can download it and listen to it. It really does help the podcasting algorithm. And if you, want to, if you really want to, leave a review. And as promised, creative reviews I will be reading in an episode. So in light of that, I found this creative review. This is from Apple Podcast, and this is what the person said. Listening to financial advice via the dulcet tones of a voice for radio makes a sometimes boring subject more approachable. Recommend plus, 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 plus. Thank you very much. Um, I had actually Googled dulcet tones of a voice for radio. Um, I didn't realize that, but I'll take it. So appreciate it. So leave a great review and I will read it out in the episode next. Now, remember also to like the Devraga Facebook page. Shout out to questions and comments or topic suggestions. Share this channel with family and friends, um, available on all major podcasting applications. And remember, always pay yourself first. Take 20% of your after-tax income and put it aside and start investing early in your life and career. Learn about income. Learn about deductions. Remember, it's about how much you make, but it's also about how much you keep, which can be interpreted um, in many ways. And one of the ways that you interpret is you keep more money if you have more deductions. They have to be legitimate, of course. This is Deb Braga, Personal Finance, Episode 94. And as always, please stay safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.